This is Real Estate Rookie episode 344. My name is Ashley Kerr and I am here with my co-host, Tony J. Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie podcast where every week, twice a week, we're bringing you the inspiration, motivation, and stories you need to hear to kickstart your investing journey. So today we've got an amazing guest for the Real Estate Rookie audience. We've got the one and only Jim Quick. And if you guys don't know Jim, if you Google his name, you'll see him rubbing shoulders with some of the biggest names in Hollywood and business, Elon Musk, uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, so much more. And Jim, what you guys are going to hear in today's episode uh, is an expert in your brain. And he's going to teach you how to turn your brain into a more optimized tool to help you find success. And I get that it's not directly related to real estate investing, but so much of what you're going to hear will help rebuild that belief system that you need to take that step to become a real estate investor. And just overall, it's going to be a really amazing conversation. One of the big takeaways that... um Jim will talk about that I had for this episode is he's going to talk about your problem of time management. And what he says kind of blew my mind. You don't have a time management problem. You have a priority management problem. And as he goes through why and explains exactly his thought process on this, I want you to start thinking about your own calendars, your own schedules, and what you do actually prioritize and make time for too. And throughout this episode, Jim will tell us little questions we should be asking ourselves as we go through. Then if you listen all the way to the end, he actually gives you a bunch of resources that you can use for free to uh, get access to learning more about Improving your brain power. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do-not-call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do-not-call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. 
What does financial freedom mean to you? More time with your family and friends, the ability to take that globe trotting trip, or do you, do you just want to sleep in until 10 a.m. every day with no boss to answer to? Real estate is your gateway to financial freedom, but rent ready property management software is what keeps your free time actually free. From seamless online rent collection to custom applications, property marketing tools, and repair request tracking, RentReady allows your portfolio to run on autopilot. The best part is you can manage all your rentals right from your cell phone. And that's why RentReady is my favorite property management app around. I use it for all my rentals. Whether you've got one or a dozen doors, RentReady helps you streamline how you manage your rental properties to create a life you love in 2024. Now, Rent Ready is already included in your pro membership at Bigger Pockets. If you're not a pro, they're offering a six month plan for $1. Visit rentready.com. That's R E N T R E D I.com. And use the code BP Investor. That's BP, like Bigger Pockets, Investor to get six months of Rent Ready for $1. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on the Real Estate Rookie Podcast. We thought we would start off this episode with questions from our audience. So we let everyone know that we were going to be having you onto the show, and we had several people submit questions that they wanted us to ask you. So our first question is from Amy Heaney. How can you overcome procrastination? So Jim, what would be your advice? The three things that move the needle to overcome procrastination, it's uh, for limitless motivation. And you can use this for motivating yourself to, to do the things you need to do that you're putting off. And uh, you could also do this for people on the other side to motivate them to, to buy, to motivate them to list, to motivate them to, to invest also. So it works on both sides. Um, the formula that we came up with in Limitless Expanded, our brand new book, it says P times E times S3. P times E times S3. So let's unpack that. The first thing you need to do to have more motivation and overcome procrastination, the P stands for purpose. I realize that things, you could have goals in your head, but if you're not acting with your hands, you have to tap into the second H, which is your heart, which are the emotions. And that's really where purpose comes from. Purpose really is an emotional state. It's uh, feelings of uh, excitement. Because I feel like if you don't have reasons, you won't get the results. So let's say you want to remember someone's name. A lot of people will forget people's name, you know, being a memory expert, putting on that memory coaching hat on to motivate someone to remember names, tap into the reasons, ask yourself why. And that's how you get your purpose. Why do I want to remember this person's name? Maybe to show the person respect, maybe, which is so important, by the way, to remember names and faces and business, right? Because how are you going to show somebody you care for their future, their finances, their family, if you don't care enough just to remember like their name? So maybe it's to show the person respect, maybe it's to close a deal, maybe it's to get a referral, maybe it's to practice these techniques that they learned in this podcast. Um, but remember, reasons re rewards. And if you don't feel it, you won't do it. And it's not intellectual reasons. Everyone knows intellectually they should work out, they should meditate, they should prioritize their sleep. But a lot of times we're not feeling the rewards that would come from it. So remember, we're not just like how people don't buy logically, they buy emotionally. Because we're not biological, we are, we're not, we're not uh, 
logical or biological. You think about dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, we are this chemical feeling soup. So I'd say the first thing to have it is to narrow, really feel your purpose for doing something. You know, the benefits that will come from doing that thing that, you know, because sometimes in business, you have to feed your business till it feeds you back, right? You have to feed it. You work, maybe you're working a nine to five and you're doing this, but you feed your business consistently until it feeds you back, but feel the results in advance and just that's purpose. Next, you have to go to E, which is P times E times S3. The E is energy. A lot of people procrastinate because they're just exhausted. Um, we have a 10 month old and he's teething and we're not getting any sleep at night. He's just like, we're waking up five, six times a night. Uh, so it just, it affects your motivation to do the things that you need to do. So you need to optimize your energy. That's why in Limitless Expanded, we talk about the best brain foods for energy, mental energy. We talk about how to manage your stress. It's a very tactical thing, science-based, because stress takes a lot of energy. We talk about how to optimize your sleep and supplements that give you energy. So that's just really nailing down the energy because an exhausted mind doesn't do anything. And then finally, you could have limitless purpose. You could feel it and you have energy to act on it and you could still not perform. You could still procrastinate because often the third reason people procrastinate besides lack of purpose or feeling purpose and lack of energy is maybe they have a goal that's just too big, right? They want to build their portfolio, make a certain amount of income, like get a certain like 100,000 followers or whatever, right? And S3 are small, simple steps to realize that a confused mind doesn't do anything, just like a confused buyer doesn't do anything. So how do you make it super, super simple by breaking it down? So maybe let's say exercise is really good for your brain performance, right? You create brain-derived neurotropic factors, uh, BDNF, but if you're not exercising, maybe a small, simple step is putting on your running shoes. Maybe uh, people see me on social media with Oprah or Elon or something like that, and people always ask, how we connected, we bonded over books, right? You read to succeed. Leaders are readers, right? Warren Buffett reads 500 pages a day. Um, cause knowledge says not only power, knowledge is profit. But if you're not reading 30 minutes a day, maybe it's cause you ate a big processed meal, right? Or, and you're, you lack energy or you don't feel the rewards that come for purpose. Or maybe it's just too big of a habit change for somebody. And maybe a small, simple step, opening up a book is a small, simple step. Reading one line in a book is a small, simple step. How you find your small, simple step. There's this, the magic question. Everyone, we could turn this into a little masterclass where everyone could write this down. What is the tiniest action that I could take right now that will give me progress towards this goal and where I can't fail? What is the tiniest action I could do right now? Operative word is now where it gives me progress towards this goal. It's going to be closer to this goal where I can't fail because it takes very little uh, energy and effort to be able to do it. So we just did, a, we have our own podcast, uh, 400 plus episodes, 20 minutes each. Uh, recent episode was with a biological dentist talking about how your oral hygiene, your oral health can lead to better brain health. And if you're not flossing or your kids aren't flossing, maybe get them to floss one tooth because nobody's going to stop at one tooth. But the idea here is inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard is just just way too hard. So those are the three areas that I would suggest kind of putting your energy and focus. And then once you're doing that, it just uh, becomes second nature and you start to develop momentum. So yeah, break, break it down little by little, a little becomes a lot.
because consistency compounds just like money. Jim, so many, so many good little nuggets in there. I've, I've got so many notes I was scribbling as you were talking. Um, first, I just, I just want to talk about like the, uh, you talked about like the fitness thing and like just waking up and putting on your running shoes. Um, so I've, I've competed in a few like amateur bodybuilding competitions. And one of the worst parts was getting up every morning to do, you know, 60 minutes of cardio. And I never focused on the 60 minutes of cardio. My thing was just get up and brush my teeth. <laughs> and if I could make it to the sink to brush my teeth, there was like a 99% chance I'd make it downstairs to, to get on the treadmill and, and do the cardio. So I, I love that idea of finding that small step that leads towards that, that bigger action. I want to circle back though to the purpose piece because I, I feel like purpose is a, it's a heavy word. And a lot of people float through life without really identifying a true purpose. And you touched on it a little bit, but say that I'm someone who's just feeling a little lost or a little stuck just in general. What steps should someone in that position take to get some clarity on what their purpose <laughs> is in life? Okay. So life purpose, I was thinking about a little bit differently. For this, I was thinking about purpose for working out and purpose for reading or purpose for micro things. But certainly you could tie things to your life purpose. Um, and we have a whole chapter of the, in the book about finding your purpose. And I would say, so people use words interchangeably and I find it kind of fascinating. People will say passion and purpose and they'll, they'll feel like it's the same thing. But for me, it's very distinctive. Passion for me, and I'll relate it to purpose, how it's related to purpose. Passion for me is something that lights you up. So Ashley, Tony, you might have something that just are lots of things that light you up. And for me, learning is something that lights me up. It didn't always, you know, I had struggles in this area. I had a traumatic brain injury. I was labeled broken. It took me years longer to learn how to read after my accident when I was five years old. As you know, in kind of special education, all of that. Um, but learning eventually became my purpose, my, my passion. So passion is what lights you up. For me, purpose is how you use your passion to light somebody else up. So maybe somebody is really passionate about real estate and their purpose. So, so learning is what lights me up. Teaching people how to learn is my purpose to light other people up as my example. Um, brain optimization is my, is a, is a passion of mine. It just lights me up, right? And teaching people how to optimize their brain lights them up. So that's my purpose. Um, so I would say that giving you, yourself enough stimulus to see where your passions flow and then how can you use your passions to light other people up? Maybe your passion is music and your purpose is performing for other people to light them up, right? With your music. Some people's passion could be real estate or some aspect of, of real estate. Uh, and maybe going out there and performing that is more of your purpose, right? And so for me, it's, uh, it's, it's not necessarily easy, but it, I think it's pretty simple. You know what I mean? So lots of things aren't, Working out all the, every day is not necessarily easy, but it's pretty simple and straightforward, right? And so for me, another way of finding your purpose is to ask purpose-driven questions and tying it to your values, meaning a great question everybody could ask themselves right now is, what's most important to me in life, right? What's most important to me in a relationship? What's most important to me in a career? And it's different for every single person. It's individual for every single person. And so I would say like if your purpose for life is growth, contribution, um, having fun and adventure, it's different than somebody who has per their purpose, their you know values in life is um, security and safety 
right? So it's other people could really value adventure and other people could value safety. And those two people are going to invest differently, right? They're going to, they're going to, they're going to do different things with their money, with their time. Um, and imagine these two people are married, right? That's going to be very different. And even in a relationship, finding the values you have in a relationship, some people value trust, loyalty, kindness, right? But, but everyone values something a little bit different. And so there's a hierarchy of the things that we value. So for me, like my life values are love, growth, contribution, a sense of adventure and joy. And so I make my decisions based on that. And I feel like part of success is having the curiosity to know yourself. That's why people go to therapy or they meditate or they do introspection and reflection and journal. But then a part of it is having the curve. Once you have the curiosity to know yourself, having the courage to be that person is another game entirely. Because a lot of people are scared of other people's opinions um, other people's expectations. And so, yeah, I would say purpose is something that is how you could use your passions to light other people up. And so just kind of keep it, keep it there. And if you're not really sure, what are the things that light you up? And what are the things that also you can't stand? You could also find purpose through things that really just aggravate the heck out of you. Right. And then maybe it reveals itself you know, and then that context also as well. Yeah, Jim, so, so many good things there. I, I love the the phrase curiosity to know yourself. I've, I've never heard it phrased that way, but I think for so many people, they probably never really take the time to get to know themselves on that deep of a level. And we're, we're all just, I guess, kind of have these surface level relationships with ourselves. So I, I love that that phrase curiosity to, to know yourself. But tying it back to just like our, our, our Rickies that are listening, I, I think a common misconception that a lot of new real estate investors struggle with as they step into this space is they're looking for real estate to be the end all be all for them when really the real estate investing is just a vehicle for you to live out your passion, your purpose, and whatever that is. So I, I think folks don't need to put as much pressure on themselves to find all the fulfillment inside of real estate investing, but just get that business to a point where it allows you to do the things you're passionate about. And Jim, that, that actually ties really nicely into our next question here from uh, from Tiffany O. And Tiffany's question is, for, for people who have talents and passions in multiple areas, and she lists out real estate investing, content creation, music, et cetera, uh, and wants to unleash all of those in life, how do you know which one to put your full and, and whole focus on first? Do you focus on one or two at a time until you've re reached a satisfaction point and then move on to the next? Or do you attack them simultaneously? Yeah. So everybody has a different um, brain type. And so one of the things I'm really excited about this new new book is there's a chapter on there on cognitive types. And I realized after coaching for, for over 30 years that everybody learns a little differently. Everyone leads differently. Everyone thinks a little bit differently. And we found four, four buckets. We call them brain animals. And we created a, a quiz in the book. People could also access it online at mybrainanimal.com. And it takes four minutes to go through you don't buy anything. It's just, we give you just like there's personalized medicine based on your genetics and personalized nutrition based on your microbiome. Well, this is kind of like your personalized learning. And once you understand going back to knowing yourself there, there's this, um, I don't know if you, the two saw matrix, but when Neo walks in and meets the Oracle for the first time in her kitchen, there's a sign right above the door and it translates, uh, know thyself right? Which is such an important part to get out of the matrix and just kind of into your power. 
And um, so like this will allow you to know a little bit more about yourself. And we have these animals that uh, we could talk about in this conversation. Uh, and uh, it, it informs how you approach things and it performs how you, whether you multitask or you like to focus on one single thing uh, at a time. And so there's different, I, I'm not, I mean, certainly we give people advice, uh, but I also know ultimately the best coach is self-coaching, right? And when you know yourself and you know, because then not every, even diet is for everybody, right? Some people are allergic to certain foods um, or they just can't digest it or just doesn't agree to with them. And same thing with that is other people like to learn differently and buy differently, um, think differently, and also uh, perform differently. And some people like to focus on just one single thing. That's their way. Other people like to do multiple things in parallel and be more of a, a jack of all trades and be passionate about all those things. And again, who am I to decide like what would be absolutely best for an individual? But I would see like if you're making progress, that would be the test, right? Limitless, which is the name of the book. It's not about being perfect. It's about advancing and progressing beyond what you what you believe is possible. So progress, I feel like is the name of the game. If I was asked everybody, you know, if your life was exactly the same as it is five years from now, would you be happy? And for most people, they, they wouldn't, right? Because growth makes people happy, you know, making progress makes you happy. And so if you're, if you're able to manage lots of different passions and purposes in your life, then by all means, if that's, if that's your brain type, run with it. And I know so many people that get attracted to the next shiny thing and they love ideas and they love new opportunities and they stick with it for a couple of weeks and then their motivation kind of falters and, and plateaus and then they move on to something else also as well. So I would say not everything's for everybody, not everybody's for everything. Everyone's a little bit different, but you know, as you do it, judge it by results. And that, that's ultimately this, the investing game, right? You're always getting feedback. You make mistakes, which we all do, but there's no such thing as failure. There's only failure to learn something. And those mistakes become stepping stones to get us to the next level. And I, I think a couple of the things you just said there really relate to a new real estate investor, a rookie. As far as the shiny object, every episode, they're hearing of new and different ways to actually invest in real estate. And it is hard to stay focused on that. But one thing I want to ask about is, so you talked about identifying yourself, figuring out, you know, who you are, and then also working on your weaknesses. How do you identify what your weaknesses are? You know, there's the the common ones such as, I know I should go to the gym every day. I don't. But what about like weaknesses in your business or weaknesses that may not be as apparent to you? What are steps you can take to actually identify them? So I, I feel like all the success is about skill development, a big part of it, meaning that if you want to create a new result in your life, you need to do a new behavior. And in order to have new behavior, you need, you need training to be able to do that. That's why people listen to your podcast. They go through courses, they read lots of books. And, um, you know, there are all kinds of assessments online, strength finder assessments and, you know, tools that could help you going back to the power of knowing yourself. Cause I think self-awareness is definitely a superpower. And there's this different approach. Again, some people lean in all in, in their strengths. <clears throat> Other people, they focus on their weaknesses. They try to level up their weaknesses. For me, once I see the areas where 
I'm not progressing or I don't have a natural adaptation to pick up this skill, right? I have to make a decision. And for everything, I feel like we could do anything, but we can't do everything. And that's where I either delete, I delay, or I delegate, <laughs> right? If I'm not going to do something, I have to either delete it off my to-do list I have to delay it and schedule it for another time, or I have to, I have to delegate it to somebody else, maybe a, a vendor or maybe somebody else on my team, or, you know, some people eventually they could hire an assistant to be able to support them. But in terms of, of weakness, in order to create a result, if you don't have the skill development to be able to do that result, then I feel like that's a weakness, right? You want to create a result, which is sales or more income or whatever it is. And if you feel like you're not a good, salesperson because you're not getting the result if you're acting on it. Some people don't have the sales because they're not motivated. Going back to the conversation we had about motivation. But if they're actually doing something like a method and they're not getting the result, then they have to upgrade that method through training, discipline, deep work. And if it's not coming really easy with them, then they have to make a decision, which means should I put more energy and effort into this weakness or is there a way that I could get support and kind of build my team where somebody, it's right getting the right people, building a team is like getting the right people on the bus, getting the wrong people off the bus, making sure the people on the bus are seeing the right seats, meaning they have the right roles and responsibilities. And I think that's where this brain assessment comes in because once you know how people think, like there's a, one of the animals is an elephant who is highly empathetic when you take this quiz. Um, and we found that our whole customer support team, they're all elephants. And we didn't plan it that way. It's just people go with their strengths and they find roles that allow them to use their powers. And uh, you know, I find this self-awareness is very important, but also the awareness of the people around you. Even the brain type of your potential prospect, you know, or a client or an investor, they would they would operate differently based on the way that they think and learn and perform. So these four brain types are, I find are, are super, super uh, helpful and critical. As a new real estate investor, a big piece of getting started is risk management and just stress overall. So do you have some advice for somebody who's maybe, you know, working a W-2 job, they haven't taken a lot of risk for themselves financially, and now they're about to invest their life savings what are what is your advice for stress management when taking these kind of risks? Okay, so risk mitigation is so important because when we're stressed, we just don't make good decisions, right? Chronic stress will shrink the human brain. When you're stressed, you're in a state of sympathetic fight or flight, right? When we're under anxiety, we we feel like we're we're being threatened, right? Because stress is a, is a is a kind of, is kind of that kind of response uh, to fear. And what I would say is, um, see, see, I have this idea that life is difficult for one of two reasons, either because we're leaving our comfort zone, life is difficult, right? We're playing and practicing at the edge of our limits, life gets tough, or life is difficult not only when we're leaving our comfort zone, sometimes life is very difficult that we stay in our comfort zone, right? Because nothing, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. And the comfort zone is a nice place to visit. The challenge is nothing grows in the comfort zone. And so for if people have a decent amount of risk tolerance, right, you, in order to get a new result, you have to do a new thing. In order to do a new thing, then we have 
um, it can be threatening because it's unknown. And generally people are f- afraid and fearful of the unknown and uncertainty. And anybody who's achieved anything had to do something that took a little risk, right? Because if you're, if you're safe, you're not going to do the things that allow you to expand. And if you want your business to grow, your bank account to grow, then you need to grow. But it takes energy. It takes attention. It takes an immense amount of effort. And you have to choose your, your heart, right? Being broke is hard and going out there and doing something brand new in this case, real estate investing is, is hard, right? If we're honest, what we choose, we choose what's hard, right? Being sick and tired is hard and going to the gym and, you know, planning your meals and, you know, prioritizing yourself. That could be hard, but you know, we, we choose, we choose our heart. And so, you know, I, I admire people who make the choice and ultimately it's, it's their choice because I do believe in agency in terms of people's personal responsibility. My whole thing is just, I ask that the people just don't complain about it if they're not doing anything about it. That, that's just yeah. my own Jim, Jim, I gotta, I gotta get you to talk to my, my 15, almost 16 year old son about what you just said. Cause he and I have had some, some similar conversations, um, uh, about, you you can't be mad for the work that you didn't do, you know, um, and he's he's having a little bit of a hard time grasping that. But um, I, I, I want to circle back. I, I love what you said about to get new results, you have to get new be- new behaviors, which oftentimes requires coaching. I, I think there's one additional element to that. I'm curious what your thoughts are, and for you too, Ash. But I feel like the the fourth piece would be community, because so much of our beliefs I think are tied to the people that we surround ourselves with. And if our community that we're currently a part of thinks that, you know, financial freedom is risky, if our current community believes that investing in real estate is risky, if our current community believes that, you know, building that business is risky, inherently we start to adopt those, those mindsets. So I guess just Jim, what, what are your thoughts on the role that that community uh, plays in, in that behavior transformation as well? Yeah. Uh, we talk about 10 tenants for, to optimize your brain right? The best foods and sleep and stress management, very tactical, very science-based. And the book is full of those things. One of them happens to be a positive peer group, right? Community. Who we spend time with is who we become. We've heard the phrase in the self-development performance industry for a long time that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you spend time with nine broke people, you're likely to be number 10, right? And the science behind it is interesting, because you have something called mirror neurons and these are things in where you, they imitate, it, it, it allows you to imitate people mostly unconsciously. And I always tell people watch W A T C H. And I use a lot of acronyms because they're short forms ways of like mnemonic ways of uh, remembering something quick. So just remember, watch the things that we're mirroring and imitating from the people in our community. The W stands for words. We tend to same have to use the same language as the people around us, the same slang as the people around us. And those words have a big impact on our beliefs, you know, and our thoughts. The A and watch are our actions. We tend to behave the same way as the people around us. If our, all our friends are investing, then we're more likely to invest. If our friends are smoking, we're more likely to smoke or drinking. We're more likely to drink. If they go to the gym, we're more likely to go to the gym, right? We model the behaviors of the people around us, right? Our community. The T and watch are our thoughts. And this is very important because we tend to have the same limiting beliefs as the people around us. 
because we pick them up in conversations and just through osmosis at events, people see me do, uh, I don't know, like I'll, we'll pass around a microphone to an audience and maybe a hundred people will introduce themselves and I'll, I'll memorize all their names, right? Or they'll challenge me in some way like that. And I always tell people, I don't do this to impress you. I do this to express to you what's possible because the truth is all of you could do this and a whole lot more. We just weren't taught, right? I mean, there are no classes in class called memory. And that's just like there's no classes on how to focus and all the things that we teach in, in this book. That, that being said, people at events will often come to me and say, Jim, I know your memory actually, I'm so glad you're here. I'm just not smart enough. I can't do this, right? I can't invest. I can't make money like everybody. And I always say, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. If you fight for your limits, they're, they're yours. Your brain is this incredible supercomputer and your self-talk is the program that will run. So you tell yourself, I'm not good at remembering people's names. You won't remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to. Now, remembering names is so important in business, again, because how are you going to show somebody you're going to care for them if you don't care enough just to remember their name, right? Number number one business etiquette, networking skill there is. But going back to imitation, you know, we tend to have the same also besides thoughts, the see and watch is character. We tend to have the same level of integrity of the people around us. You know, if they're kind of don't have a lot of integrity, we're kind of like have the same morals as, as, as the people we spend time with. And the last thing are habits. And the H and watched is the habits. First, we create our habits and our habits create us, right? But we tend to have the same habits as the people around us also as well. So yeah, I think a positive peer group is essential. I think on the alternate side, sometimes our family and friends, we can love them, but they don't have to be our peer group. You know what I mean? A peer group is somebody who has influence on how you think and how you act and how you feel about yourself. And family, they can be well-intentioned, but sometimes they could be sincere, but sincerely wrong, right? And they could be well-intentioned, meaning maybe they don't want you to get involved in this project or this investment because they don't want you to get hurt or they don't want you to get your hopes up, right? Um, maybe they see you growing because you're always listening to podcasts or reading books and going to conferences and unconsciously they don't want to lose you because you're growing and making progress. And, you know, they fear, fear of, you know, that you're going to abandon them or something like that. But I'm saying you could love your family and friends, but you could choose your peer group. You could create a book club. You could create an accountability group, right? You could create people that hold you to a higher standard for yourself. And because we know that's going to greatly affect, you know, not just our our methods that we're going to use, but also our mindset and our motivation. If around people are driven all the time, it's just like you got to be driven. Right. Cause by contrast, you're, you're going to feel like, you know, it's don't fit in and human beings. When we talk about community, everybody wants to belong. Right. So I think it's so important to find your tribe. Man, I, I love that that tied in so well, Jim. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to hear that the, the community was already a big part of the, the framework that you have because I've seen it play such an important role in, in my life. I, I know in Ashley's life and for so many people that are getting started that that community piece, that peer group is so, so incredibly important. Um, and, and just really quickly, like, I, I love the concept of filtering out advice from people who aren't necessarily qualified to give you that advice. I love my mom to death, 
but I'm, I wouldn't take real estate inv investing advice from my mom because she, she hasn't done it. Uh, I love my dad. My dad's never made a podcast. So if he gave me feedback on, uh, I don't know if you should say that in the podcast, like it, it, it doesn't apply as well. Now, if, you know, if Ashley gave me feedback Ashley. on, <laughs> on a real estate deal, like I'm going to, I'm going to take that. Right. I would say like, um, just like when we talked about complaining that you can't be upset by the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do, you know, when we're talking about criticism, because so many people shrink and, you know, being limited is the opposite of being limitless, right? And so many people shrink down because of other people's expectations. And I would just remind people of that if you feed, if you're, if you, if you're fueled by the expectations of others, you're just going to run out of gas and you shouldn't take advice from somebody or no, sorry, you wouldn't take criticism. I wouldn't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. Like, so we can make it really, really simple. That is, that is golden, man. Uh, let me make sure I got that. You said that I wouldn't accept criticism from someone I wouldn't accept advice from. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, I think that's, that's a nice filter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that, and you can always get feedback. We can always get feedback from people because I think feedback is the breakfast of champions, right? So it's nothing wrong with getting feedback from people and learning from, you know, uh, from others, but, but certainly it helps to learn the fastest way to fast track your success is learn certainly from people who have done it, right? And in my case, I've invested millions of dollars into learning how to learn, how to optimize my brain 30 plus years of my life doing it. And if I put it into a book and somebody could read that in a book in a few days, you could download decades into days and you don't have to spend the millions of dollars, uh, decades to be able to do that. It's a wonderful way to shortcut that. Right. Same thing with with same thing with real estate, same thing with anything. That's why I love reading books. I mean, you, you get to uh, consolidate decades of experience from someone else and, and put that into like an actionable format. I lo love a good book. But Jim, something you mentioned as we were talking about the the peer group piece was the limiting beliefs. And especially for someone that's at the beginning of their journey, a lot of times those limiting beliefs can lead to analysis paralysis where they're, they're, they're stuck in an action because they don't believe they can actually achieve these things. So you've, you've touched on it a little bit, but what are some, some proven ways you've seen to kind of break through some of those self-limiting beliefs? So mindset is the foundation for, for everything, right? Mindset is a set of assumptions and attitudes you have about something. So you could lose, you could even know all the great methods, but if your mindset is, I don't know, um, in order to make money, I have to hurt people or take advantage of them or money is the root of all evil, right? All behavior is belief driven. So you won't even use the methods to its potential because you have a deep seated belief saying that, you know, something to the contrary, right? And so it's very important to get those things in line. And it's nice to discover, we, we walk people through a process. It's kind of extensive in the book about how to discover the lies in your life. And a lie is an acronym, <laughs> limited idea entertained. What are the limited ideas we're entertaining that just are not true, right? And so going back to the power of knowing yourself, self-awareness being a superpower, it's nice to do a kind of a mental audit because it's, it's really hard to change something if you're not aware of it, right? You, if you don't, it's really hard to be able to change your finances if you're not looking at your finances, if you're not pulling up your bank statements, if you're afraid of look running a credit report or whatever, right? Or if you're not going and getting on the scale or whatever the metric is for health, you know? And so what I would say is do an audit of your current thoughts 
And then there's so many different th- like tools and techniques that we talk about in the book, EMDR, EFT, tap, you know, tapping. Um, some of you are familiar with tapping on meridians to be able to change limiting beliefs. Uh, we talk about the power of self-hypnosis and we're, we're hypnotizing ourselves all the time. I think the nature of the work is all about transcending. I mean, if you look at a word like transcend, ending the trance, you know, and the trance is not only through marketing and media that's saying we're broken or we need to be fixed or, you know, those kind of things and fear that comes through the media and everything, but also it's the self-hypnosis. You know, I think one of the ways to change is to be really conscious. They say the two most powerful words in the English language are the two shortest words, I am, because whatever you put after it, it determines your, your life, your identity and your, your, your destiny, if you will. And so a nice I am statement, because some people say like, I am a procrastinator and that's, that is their identity. And then they wonder why they can't get things done. You know, and it's the difference between saying like, I am a smoker and changing the behavior. It's really hard if you people identify with being a smoker, you know, as opposed to that's something that they do. And what you do is not necessarily define who you, who you are, you know, also, also as well, but absolutely prioritize mindset know the lies you're telling yourself and then see if there's a way, you know, in the book, we do have a transformation process where we just kind of reframe their limiting beliefs. And it's usually a 180, the opposite of what is holding them back. And so like some of the lies that we talk about as examples in learning are things like um, mistakes or failures, right? And that's just simply not true. People think failure is the opposite of success when failure is clearly a part of success. Right. And, you know, it's sometimes like when we're talking about risky, sometimes it's too, you know, what's risky is playing it safe nowadays, you know, and that, that could be a challenge also, but these are all a mindset issue. It's your assumptions and your attitudes about something. And so, and just, especially whether it's money or it's real estate, but also your attitudes, assumptions about the most important thing, which is you, you know, what you believe is possible, what you believe you're capable of, what you believe we get really raw, what you believe you deserve. And some people, you know, deep down don't believe they can be happy or deserve that loving relationship or to, you know, deserve to be healthy. Right. And then it doesn't matter what the methods are. They're either going to, you know, not do the methods or they're going to do it in such a way that they're still limited around their mindset, you know, and then their belief patterns. So a lot of the stuff that we believe is complete BS. They're just belief systems. And just know, like for me, when I was nine years old, I was slowing down to class and I was being teased, bullied and being, because I was just not getting the lesson that day. And teacher came to my defense and she pointed to me and said, leave that kid alone. Good intentions, like family, right? Leave that kid alone. That's the boy with a broken brain. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize I had the broken brain, right? Cause like when you're born, you're, you're a blank slate. So all these, all these beliefs got imprinted on us. So every, how did it play out? Every time I did badly in school, which was like every week, or I wasn't picked for sports, which was like, you know, every week I would say, Oh, cause I have the broken brain. And that became my, my, my belief. And it, and it, for the longest time for like a decade and a half, it limited me because that everything is all behaviors belief driven, right? If you believe you can or believe you can, either way you're right. The Henry Ford quote. So definitely do an audit of your beliefs. See if you could do a 180 of it and just, and also just, you know, see what's working because some, some beliefs serve us, but we don't have to believe everything we think. Mm-hmm. 
Guys, that's it, everyone. Our favorite finance app, Mint, is shutting down. But my new favorite finance app, Monarch Money, is here to stay, and all the other Mint users and I are absolutely loving it. Now, Monarch is a top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash rookie. You can easily import all your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Add your partner to your account at no extra cost so you can view joint finances with a tap. Customize the look and layout of your Monarch app and add custom budgets and notifications for your finances. After trying out Monarch for myself, I can understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, you can get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash rookie. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash rookie for your extended 30-day free trial. You dream of ditching your nine to five and starting your real estate career, but with home prices and interest rates at an all-time high, you're not sure how you'll find a worthwhile wholesale deal or a quality rental property. Look, here's an expert secret. You don't have to rely on on-market properties to start making money in real estate. You actually can find off-market properties with homeowners who are motivated to sell right from your phone, tablet, or computer with PropStream. PropStream provides data for over 155 million properties nationwide. With more than 120 search filters, including pre-foreclosures, pre-probate, and bankruptcy, it helps you quickly find motivated sellers even without MLS access. Now, PropStream offers public record data as well as an MLS sales estimate with over 99% accuracy to help you get the most accurate comps possible. You'll also get lead automation, skip tracing, and marketing tools like emails and postcards to close more deals quickly. They even have a free learning academy to help you get started. Get 50 leads free with their seven-day free trial at propstream.com BP. That's www.propstream.com slash BP. You've had a long day and waiting for you at home is a, is a frozen dinner? Look, you deserve better. Thankfully, Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat, fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals are here to help. Fuel your body with what it needs with over 35 delicious, dietitian approved weekly options, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals, all ready in just two minutes. Now, look, these are restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. That's right, no prep, no dishes, no more messy meals. And look, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. And pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. With breakfast options like pancakes, midday snacks, smoothies, and more, you'll stay fit and full all day. Look, I'm getting hungry just thinking about Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash rookie50 and use code rookie50 to get 50% off. That's rookie50 at factormeals.com slash rookie50 to get 50% off. Jim, how does this tie into manifestation? I recently started listening to a, a podcast that talks about some of this. This sounds very familiar as to you know, whatever you want, you have to manifest it and you have to put it out into the universe that this is 
who you are. This is what you want. And this is how your life is going to go. Does what you write in the book kind of correlate with any kind of manifestation or how does it differ? If we're defining manifestation as taking something that's invisible that you can't see and making it something you can see, like you're creating something. Um, I'm not a big fan of law of attraction because I also believe in the law of action and the law of attraction and manifestation is kind of like you could sit in a chair and just imagine it's going to happen. And I'm not, that hasn't been my personal experience. That actually reminds me of a quote that I heard once is like, uh, you know, you, if you're going to build a house, you're not going to hire a builder who's going to dream about building your house. You're going to hire one that's going to plan how to build your house. So that does that kind of decipher what your difference is compared to manifestation? I, I watch a lot of mixed martial arts. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of anime and I would think about that stuff all the time with emotion, like the law of attraction talks about. So I visualize it and I imagine it, but that doesn't mean I necessarily have the skill set, right? If I'm not going into the gym and getting proper coaching in uh, jujitsu or, you know, Muay Thai or something else, I'm probably not going to get the results. Not even probably, I just won't. No matter how much I obsessed about it, you know, with energy and, and imagination. So it, I, I feel like built into the world word attraction is the word action. And I think that um, nothing happens with, without it. Can our beliefs affect the universe? And sure. And I feel like we have to do our part also. Yeah, I've always felt like the, the law of attraction is just when you focus so heavily on something, you just start to identify more opportunities that you might have overlooked before. But yeah, like you- you That you have that. Ex exactly, right? Car. Exactly, right, yeah, like the recency effect type thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't imagine someone sitting at their dining room table manifesting their way to losing weight when they're still shoving you know cake and pizza down their face every day. Like it, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, Jim, I want to talk a little bit about the the financial piece because uh, for a lot of our audience, they're they're W two employees, they're they're working day jobs, um, but a, a lot of folks I think aren't necessarily maybe operating in their areas of of strength when it comes to like what they're doing to earn money. What's your advice for folks to kind of get more in alignment so that as they are earning money through their W two jobs, it's more aligned with what they're actually good at? Yeah, I'll, I'll go back into this idea that. You, you, we, we do what we have to do, right? Like when my, my family, when they immigrated to the States, they, my dad was 13, lost both his parents. They couldn't afford to feed him, came here to live with his aunt. Um, we live in the back of a laundromat that my mom worked at. They had many jobs. My, my, that aunt who I knew as my grandmother growing up passed of Alzheimer's, you know, while she was caregiving for me. So everybody has a different story and everybody has a different story. So it's not a comparison thing, but I also believe it's not about resources. It's about our internal resourcefulness, right? We didn't have any money education, didn't know anybody, no network or Rolodex or, but I just feel like that adversity could be an advantage and the challenges lead to, to change, right? I don't know one strong person that had an easy life. So if you have a hard life and you're working and you have a family, we just have to, it's, it's not even about time management, but time is the one thing we all have the same of, right? Not everybody has the same things I talked about, income, education, connections, but we all have 24 hours in a day. But I don't think it's about time management. I think it's about priority management. And for priority management is different. 
Because priority management is saying that the most important thing is to keep the most important thing, the most important thing, All right? The most important thing is to keep the most important thing, the most important thing. And, and so we do what we can. And again, we feed our business after hours till, until it feeds us back. And that if, if, if your values are freedom, right? That's one of the things that, that you hold dear. That's your treasure. Then, you know, you could build, you could have structure in your job and also do something. And I also feel like entrepreneurship, it, it, people have a, having been an entrepreneur my whole life, never, and never having a W2, uh, before, if people think it's easy, but I also think, you know, it, it's a different kind of effort, right? When you're not being told exactly what to do and you're not reporting to a boss, your raise becomes effective when you become effective, right? Because it's all on us. And it's a different mindset in terms of personal responsibility, um, because you don't have that safety net, right? And I'm not saying quit your job and just go full time into anything is you, you know, you could have a family and you could have bills and you have this, you have to do it intelligently. But I'm just saying that you have to get out of your own way, meaning some people are doing the opposite of priority management and they're doing things that aren't getting them the results, but they fool themselves because they're busy. And they, they complain to their family that they're tired. And for me, it always comes down to purpose. You know, my purpose was very clear, you know, growing up because I value my, my family, my friends. And, and I'm asking myself, who's counting on me to show up today? Who's counting on me to do the hard things today? You know, who's counting on me to be at my A game today? Right. And that fuels my desire and my mission to do the things that I do. Like people are surprised to hear that public speaking was my worst fear. I mean, like worst fear. Cause if you grow up with brain damage and you can't read, you never know the answers. You never want to be called on in class. Right. So my superpower was shrinking down and being invisible, sitting behind the tall kid. Right. I would never, I went all through school without giving a book report because I was terrified of doing that. Now life has a sense of humor because what do I do? I, all I do every day is the two things that were the hardest things for me, which is public speak on this thing called learning. Right. But I think adversity could be an advantage, but going to it towards your, your question, I would, I would say to the person who's working their, their nine to five, their dub, their W2, you know, you have to make a choice. There, there's a quote in Limitless again that says life is the letter C between B and D. B is birth, D is death, life is C, choice. That these difficult times that you're going through, they could distract you. These difficult times can diminish you or these difficult times, they could develop you. We, we decide with the choices that we make every single day. And so I would say one of the most powerful productivity tools, performance tools you have is your calendar. And yet most people don't use it. They, they put in like, oh, this is my parent teacher meetings. This is my doctor's appointment. This is my nine to five, but they're not scheduling like that side hustle. They're not scheduling their workouts. They're not scheduling their meditation, whatever it is, their sleep time, the things that are important. And you can know what someone's priorities are by looking at their calendar, right? Because what we put our time to is really, it's not what we say, it's what we show, right? And even in business, it's not what you promise. It's what you prove, right? And when you, when you, when you act consistently, then the results do the speaking for you. And so I think it's very, it's better well done than it is well said. But for me, I'll be thinking about your reasons. You know, once you unlimit your mindset about believing it's possible that you deserve it, your motivation, the purpose part is really, you know, just who's relying on you, 
right? And then the other thing is, like, we have one life. Why, why aren't we? Why are we running towards our dreams like we're on like we're on fire? Like that that kind of urgency, you know. And granted, you do difficult things, but if it was easy, everybody would have everything, right? If it was easy, everyone would have it. But when you can get yourself to do the things that other people won't do, then you can live a life that other people can live, right? But you have to pay the price. Okay, so Jim, before we wrap up here, what is kind of the promise or what sort of transformation will occur of this book? Like, what do you want someone to get out of this book after they have read it? The bottom line for, for my work is your brain is your number one wealth building asset. It just is. We live in an age where no one watching this, it's not like hundreds of years ago, if we're agricultural age, industrial age, we're paid for our, our brute strength. Today, it's our brain strength. It's not your muscle power today. It's your, it's your mind power. And the faster you can learn, the faster you could earn. Because knowledge today is not only power, knowledge is profit, right? And so the idea behind this book is your brain is the wealth creating machine. It has created everything else around us that we see, right? Every technology, but this is the ultimate technology. But people upgrade their phones, their cars, their apps more than they upgrade this technology, which is, which is everything, right? Your brain. And so what I would say is this limitless, the promise of the book is we're providing you with an owner's manual for your brain, but it's not like anatomy book. It's a very practical way to be able to change your mindset, your motivation, and the methods you do to learn. The ultimate skill to master in the 21st century is your ability to learn rapidly and translate that learning into action. That's the ultimate competitive advantage, bar none. Because when you can learn how to learn, when you could focus, you could concentrate, you could read three times faster, you could understand everything that you read, you can remember everything that you need to remember, and you can implement and think and solve problems. What can you apply that to? Everything. Real estate, money, marketing, martial arts, music. Mandarin, everything in your life, medicine, whatever you're studying, everything gets easier in your life. So the book focuses on two things. It focuses on how to optimize your hardware, right? The, the brain optimization, and also how to optimize the software, which are the processes on how to focus, how to read better, how to improve your memory, how to remember client information, product information, give speeches without notes. I mean, all the things, because I believe two of the most costly words in business and in life, or I forgot, right? I mean, just think about the well, how we lose effectiveness when we say, I forgot that conversation. I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot that presentation. I forgot to go to that meeting. I forgot that person's name. And on the other side, memory makes money, right? When you can easily remember names and faces and client information, product information, give sales presentations, remember listings, remember things you have to do, you just show up with confidence in, in your life and capabilities, and so the promise of the book is to really make you more limitless in the area that really matters to invest in the most important wealth building device that you have, which is your brain. So we talk about how to focus, how to get better sleep, how to change your habits, how to get rid of old lingering habits, how to change your limiting beliefs that hold you back in terms of self-doubt and self-sabotage, and then all the accelerating, you know, learning methods that are there. And the new book, the expanded version that that's just coming out is, is all about how to build momentum. So we talk about these brain types and people could take the quiz at mybrainanimal.com. It just takes four minutes, nothing to buy again. It's kind of like uh, which Game of Thrones character are you? And then I'll give you a prescriptive on how to apply this towards your business, right? Your brain type, how to negotiate, how to communicate with people 
that have different brain types than you. We talk about learning agility at work. We talk about nootropics that uh, will enhance your mood, your mental energy, help you with your focus and your memory. We talk about how to use AI in your business and in your day-to-day to perform better, to learn faster. So it's just kind of like the culmination of like 30 years of research and teaching and coaching uh, myself into like the one place. And this is the one book that will help you learn every other book afterwards. You know, because you'll read a fa- all the other books faster, remember all the other books faster, focus better. And people can find it at limitlessbook.com. And when they do it at this time, we gift them hundreds of dollars of, of speed reading and memory training as my gift just to celebrate the launch of the book. And we donate all the profits to charity for the book. So to build schools for children, Alzheimer's research and memory, my grandmother and and so much more. Oh, awesome, Jim. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciated having you on the show today and sharing uh, your book and all of that information with us. Um, some of the things that I, I loved were that this is very relatable, not just for rookie real estate investors, but also for experienced real estate investors and anyone in business in general, too, that may be listening to the podcast. So, uh, Jim, where would you like people to find out more information about you and the book? So we have a podcast podcast too. You can just search my name in your podcast app. You just have to spell it right. It's Jim Quick, K-W-I-K. It's my real name. I didn't change it to do this. So. <laughs> I literally, yeah, I was literally <laughs> thinking that earlier, Jim, if that was, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's my father's name, my grandfather's name. But um, so you could find a podcast you know, and YouTube, we have over like 1.3 million subscribers there. We put out dailies there. Um, Limitless Books is probably the best way if you want to be able to support that book. This book will be the most important book that's my promise to everybody because it'll help you with all other books. So many people buy books and they sit on your shelf and become shelf help, not self help because nobody's reading that book. Um, and then, uh, take the quiz, mybrainanimal.com and post the animal. I would challenge everyone to post their animal online and tag, tag us in it. So we see it and, um, I'll repost a couple and gift out a couple of books randomly to the community just as a thank you for having me on your show. But, um, yeah. Social media is just Jim Quick everywhere. K-W-I-K. Well, Jim, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I'm Ashley at Wealth From Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson on Instagram. And we will be back with another guest. We'll see you guys then. Still-